Hello, one and all, and welcome to Dub Talk, the podcast where a group of goofball anime fans get together and give their opinion on a recent English dub announcement or review the dub of a series that was recently released on DVD and Blu-ray, and I know I change this all the time, but that's what we're going with. <laughs> I'm Stephanie, and joining me tonight, as always, are my partners in crime, Hardy and Megan. Yo, Sorry. yo, 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 we doing gangsta up in this. <laughs> that was so white it hurt. <laughs> Yeah, Ever again. That hurt my brain. <laughs> and also joining us once more from AnimationInfinity.com is Jet. Yo. You're not going all no. gangster on us, no. Hardy. <laughs> You're just like, no. Hardy did that for the both of you. I think he did for all of us. I wouldn't have done it at all. <laughs> Take my energy, Hardy. Spirit gangsta bomb. <laughs> okay. We dropping spirit um, bomb up in this bitch. We might have to put you in timeout. <laughs> so anyways, uh, as we all know, the summer anime season is fully underway, and that obviously means we have some new broadcast stubs from Funimation. Woot. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was about this the is... most lethargic. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so much energy. <laughs> and Hardy just went from like, yo, 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 all the energy to just woot. <laughs> As did most of us when we saw the double talk block. Oh my god. Um, this season, actually, surprisingly enough, um, Funimation decided to cut back on all the dubs that they're producing, and they only have three new ones specifically for the double talk block. Um, um, no, I heard they might be doing a second page, but I won't Yeah, I haven't heard much more, but this, so far, these three new ones are the only new ones that we know about. Um, so, joining Spring Broadcast Dub Leftovers, Ultimate Otaku Teacher, Heroic Legend of Arslan, and Ninja Slayer, <laughs> and replacing formal double talk shows Assassination Classroom, Seraph of the End, and Blood Blockade Battlefront are Sky Wizards Academy, Prison School, and the subject of today's episode, Gangsta. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Okay. As always, uh, we're going to go through the official announcement uh, with our original predictions, opinions on the casting, and impressions on the first two episodes of the English dub, because we decided to do two episodes, not just one, this time around, just to get a better idea. We're also going to discuss a few rules that weren't a part of the original press release, and some additional predictions along the way. So, I am ready to see how crazy this episode is going to get. Are you guys ready? I miss Sarah sure. for the end. You're gonna get it in a few months. Jeez. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay. We may as well just just jump right in. Um, so first, we're gonna start with the ADR director, the assistant ADR director, because there is one for the show, and the script writer. So prediction-wise, I think a good amount of us might have had the same prediction for director. Would Zach Bolton be a prediction for director? I that think I said no. with you, yeah. Yes. The only reason I predicted Zach, and I usually don't make predictions for directors and screenwriters just because I, I don't really particularly care about that sort of thing, but the only reason I did predict Zach Bolton was because he didn't do any broadcast dubs at all last season. And so I'm yep. thinking maybe, you know, maybe since this is what he's working on in his off time. But uh, that's that's really my only reason. Yeah, that was my main reason, too, because I have two. Zach Bolton was my first one. And that was one of my reasons, but also because um, 
the series kind of seems like something that could be up his alley, directing-wise. Me, in terms of predicting for scriptwriter, because that's one I rarely do, too, I actually went with Mike McFarland as scriptwriter for this. Really? Yeah. I think, well, me and Steph had discussed that, and I remember you saying, Mike McFarland's done, like, way too much this year already. Let the man have a vacation. Right, because he's directed... He, he did, oh my god, both seasons of Tokyo Ghoul at the same time during the winter. He had Blood Blockade Battlefront. He, not long ago, not long probably before the winter season started, he had finished Noragami. So, it was like, let the man at least have a directing break. But I was, but also in my brain, I'm kind of like, I don't know much about him as a script writer. Well, he script, wrote, remember he wrote Show by Rock. So, yep, but, so jump in. him and Rachel Robinson. Yes. But I was more I was more or less curious about what he can do, just him. Right. Yeah, well, and it, I mean it, I look it, and I did look into some of his scripting credits and then I was and then I saw that Beck Mongolian Chop Squad was one of them. I'm like, why have I not noticed that? Yeah, I'm like, that'll do it. <laughs> I'm like, cause I've only seen six episodes of Beck, but I'm like, why have I not noticed that? But I I felt like whether it was Zach or my other Pickford director, um, I felt like Mike McFarlane would have been an interesting scriptwriter to throw in, just so I could see what his particular style is, just him. Obviously, I know it's wrong, but it was worth a try. <laughs> Any other predictions for uh, director or scriptwriter for anyone? Uh, well, uh, well, I decided to be generic, and uh, my choice for a director was Mike McFarlane, actually. I mean, I figured... Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, my reasoning was pretty much, hey, this is the big show for this other season, so go and make a video again. Yeah, I mean, logically that makes sense. Okay, so my second choice in director, there, there's a big reason why I picked this. There's this show uh, called Michiko and Hachin. Right. And like from day one, I saw that this was such an ethnically diverse cast for Michiko and Hachin. And when I went into Gangsta, this is such an ethnically diverse cast. I knew that this would be something that Christopher Bevins could probably handle, who is, in fact, the director of this series. And now that you so, bring that up, he also directed the dubs for Jormungen, which mm -hmm. is also another show in, very similar in the vein of Gangsta. Uh, wasn't really a right. big fan of that dub, but... Uh... I've never seen Norman Gunn or Mitch Cohen Hodgkin because I'm well. I'm currently theme. watching it with the Tsunami broadcast, but he, um, but Bevins is also the director of Heroic Legend of Arsline currently, so he has two broadcast dubs he's playing with right now. He's also the director for Carnival, Back Mongolian Chop Squad. Ironically enough, since we talked about Fucking that, Carnival always Princess, keeps showing up. Princess Jellyfish is another one he's directed. He's directed quite a few things, but. I definitely felt that this would be something that could be up his alley. The only reason I didn't put Christopher Bevins as my first choice in director was because of Arslan and how busy he probably would be right now. But we have an assistant, and his name is Jeremy Inman, who also happens to be the assistant for Arslan, so this makes a lot of sense. Because um, something a similar situation happened in... What was it? It was the winter season. And it was for Colin and Clifford, because they were the director and assistant for both Yona of the Dawn and Rolling Girls. So this makes sense, bringing in both Christopher and having Jeremy help him out with this. And this is as the well. third broadcast dub he's done this year, because um, Chris also did Yurikuma yep, earlier did. in the yep. year. And I've not finished the Yurikuma dub, but I remember liking the Yurikuma dub, mostly because it made Caitlin Glass a psychotic lesbian. Yeah. You mean she wasn't already? Okay. 
Oh. I kid, um, I kid. That please don't be mean to Caitlyn. I love Caitlyn <laughs> so much. Um, she's the reason I be. She's the reason I met my be- one of my best friends actually. Nice. Yeah. But um, in terms of other stuff, in case you don't know about Jeremy Inman, he's voiced more. Vo- he's done more voice acting work than staff work, but he has been director for Baki the Grappler, an assistant director for Black Cat, uh, Desert Punk, he's the director of that. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's a great credit to have on your, uh, your resume. Yeah, and he's also directed, uh, four episodes of One Piece. Yeah, it makes sense having these two here, this pairing again, so that way, because we've mentioned this before, if we have Christopher maybe working on Arslan, then we can have Jeremy working on Gangsta when he can't do it. it it's a balance, and it makes sense, especially with the very breakneck pace I'll, and cranking these dubs out. I just want to say this is completely off-topic, but every time someone says the name Jeremy Inman, I can't help but think of Mr. Humphreys from Are You Being Served? <laughs> what? Yeah, because the guy who, the actor who played him was John Inman. And I just keep, oh, okay. I keep getting the names confused, and so I'm ex- I hear the name Jeremy Inman, I see this little... This little uh, effeminate guy w- walking down a, uh, a British clothes store going, menswear. <laughs> oh my gosh. If you haven't seen Are You Being Served, then that joke's going to go right over your head. But, uh, it kind of went over my head. Yeah, it went yeah. over my head, but then again, I am a short, stubby potato person, so a lot of Aww. things go over my head. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> but anyway. I was a child of the um, PBS generation, forgive me. But anyway, and then we have the scriptwriter, who we should probably talk about, Jared Hedges, a name we don't really hear much, what but who's actually scripted quite a few good series. He scripted uh, some of the episodes of the original Film and Alchemist. He scripted Jormungan Perfect Order. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michiko and Hotchun, actually. So he kind of works. That makes a lot of sense. He works with Bevins a lot, you can tell. Yep, he's done the script for Ping Pong. He did the script for the first season of Psycho Pass. Um, he did. He has a variety of scripting. He's done Speed Graffer. He's done Toriko. Woohoo! For Hardy. Yeah. He did Yu Yu Hakusho as well, actually. Woohoo! So he doesn't have a lot of credits. So basically, you're, what you're mostly... saying is, is that this poor man has been locked in the bowels of Funimation for a while. <laughs> Not exactly. He doesn't have a lot of credits to his name. So they like, just like really keep him in a closet and just like, all right, whip him out. <laughs> He's, I think. Come here, we've got a new. Chris is. is just like, come here, boy. I got something new for he's you. Like, he's like the I mean, Gimp in Pulp Fiction. He they just bring him out of the oh closet. Every now. <laughs> no. Uh, what I'm about to say, considering like the, the what exactly he has script credits for, I think he they kind of bring him in more for like more of the serious or darker tone series. I, I think that's what it is. Considering like again, Yormungan, Michiko and Hacha and Psycho Pass. King Kong is probably more light lighted, light hearted. Dark tone? Shut up. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to make a point. And I think so far the script is actually really good. I know I remember Hardy saying something about there not being enough F bombs, but <laughs> Right. And, yeah, and then Chris said something that he has to use broadcast language so he put which is weird because the characters say shit (laughs) oh and and also ninja slayer drops a bunch of f-bombs and it's a broadcast dub as well so well it's also that one though you can yeah with that one you have the argument of it not being a double talk true true yeah that's a different scenario i guess in the sense they treat broad 
double talk as if it was a on the air type thing so they can't get away with it. Mm. Yeah, My favorite thing that happened in the show writing wise is Nick canonically being called a grumpy bear, a grumpy butt, I believe. <laughs> and that, that was the cutest thing I had ever heard on a show where a man just beat the shit out of a dude with a samurai sword. And in the episode beforehand, put a pile of corpses into an abandoned alleyway. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure that Nick is actually a living Cards Against Humanity card. Oh, probably. But, um, and the, there was parts of the script that I liked, too. Like, for instance, um, oh, God, they were both in the second episode, actually. Um, the first one was when Warwick, like, held his gun to some guy's head, and he's like, chow, bitch. I'm like, holy shit. And then, um, when Dr. Theo, um, he was like, uh, my nurse is out for now, but, you know, the doctor is ready to see you, and he's, like, ready to, like, kick some ass. I'm like, yes! <laughs> my favorite line, I have to be honest, is when Theo goes, look at him. The guy's deaf, and he's giving you the handicap. Handicapped. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's great. Um, so I think, at least, I think it's gonna be, directing and writing-wise, it's in good hands. It's got honestly. a lot of really great one-liner yeah. potential. It's... It does, and considering, again, the ethnically diverse cast that Bevins has dealt with, like, more than one occasion, it's perfect for him to deal with here. So, I think we're ready to move on. Right. Are we ready? Right. Okay. Uh So, um, before we get to the, continue on with the official press release, why don't we talk about some characters that were not in the press release, but we know who they are. Right. And... For the most part, we can probably put everyone in pairs, minus the three major characters. So, uh, first, Monroe and Cordiska, and probably pronouncing that name incorrectly. <laughs> uh, Monroe and Cordiska, they are two out of three of the, what was it, the mafia family heads, essentially, that run the, the town, I guess. Shit, I knew I forgot to cast somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I had at least one prediction for Monroe. I didn't have anyone for Cordiska. I don't know if anyone else had predictions, though. I um I neglected to get any predictions because I don't know the the characters were just gone too fast. I mean, which one is Moreau? Well, is he the one who? Um, let's see. You watched episode four. I watched up. Was he the one that they were trying to target? The 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 little kid with the dreads was. Yeah, 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 that guy. That's Monroe. Oh, okay. Yeah, who would... Uh... Cory Scott is the even more old, grumpy guy, so... Yeah. You know He's, what? Cory Scott we haven't seen much with. Yeah, I did have a prediction for it. I was predicting Kent Williams. Oh, same for Fucking me. Fucking detective for me. man. Same thing for me. I actually... That's interesting. I actually went with Jason Douglas from Monroe. I felt that that'd be a fun one, because I had... What was it? I was having flashbacks to Psychopaths, I think. And I was like, okay, why don't we put Jason Douglas as Monroe? I think he'd be capable of handling it. Can um, my prediction be the reincarnated spirit of Al Capone? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will use that, even though it's wrong. Um, I'm guess yeah. I'm gonna guess. I can just no see I can just see Lilac putting up an old file footage of Al Capone on screen right now. I absolutely <laughs> will. You know <laughs> I we will. Get, as long as we don't get to the levels of dumb. That was um, Zenith and I predicting the Arslan narrator. <laughs> to which I still think it's one of the birds. <laughs> I still think it's one of the birds. But retelling the, the story. Retelling the, the story of... to his baby birds. <laughs> Megan, we've gone over this. 
Take your by meds, the end of baby. that little bit of sh- by the end of that shenanigans, I was like, Mike McFarland. I mentioned he was Buggy the Clown. I'm like, fuck it, it's now Buggy the Clown. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, right. The narrator of Arslan is now Buggy the Clown as Arslan is a as One Piece takes place after the apocalypse that flooded the world. <laughs> okay. Gangsta is guess- one of the islands that has not been found by anybody in One Piece. And is inhabited been, by sexy human beings. It's been forever since we've done dub talk episodes, and I've missed this. Anyway, yeah. I'm gonna guess and say that nobody predicted anything for Koriska. Mm, That's yeah. it. Um, I kinda did, but then I have weird manga reader insight. Which, uh, getting off of topic, actually kinda made me have a really different cast list of mine at first, because I kinda assumed it is, but I can get this instead. So I had to, so I had to really yeah. work it. But, That's uh, fine. Yeah. But, but, but what were you thinking? Because yeah, you are. I think you are the only one out of the four of us who's actually read the manga, so you probably have a different idea of how the series goes. So. No. Uh, well, my basic idea was Mark's daughter because well, grumpy old guy. So. Grumpy old guy. <laughs> <laughs> that works. But it's what do we have? I put the wrong person. <laughs> I put the wrong person down in terms of who Monroe was. Whoops. Um. For some reason, I who did I put? I don't know why I put <laughs> on my list on my top on my list that I'm working with. I put Barry Yondale. I don't know who the fuck that is, <laughs> but it is. But Monroe Monroe is Mark's daughter, so you were you were close, Jet. <laughs> you just got the wrong old guy. <laughs> yeah, and then um, it's Greg Dolce for Koriska. Who the fuck is um, that? <laughs> I will tell you. Um, he's done. A decent amount of voice work. He's done. Oh God, Baki again. Baki the Grappler. Uh, Dopo, you might know this party. Oh yeah, Dopo. That dude's awesome. That's uh, if he, you remember the old Manime Monday uh, promo video. He's the one who chops the tiger's neck. Oh God. Yeah, tiger <laughs> chopper. Okay. He is also in Black Cat. It's mostly minor roles that he's done. Um, he's in Evangelion 3.0. Uh, Noragami as Kuraha. Uh, here's one that people might appreciate. He is Smoker in One Piece. Okay. Yup. Yep. So I was like, that, when I heard the voice, I was like, this is so familiar. And then I looked it up later, I'm like, Smoker, that explains a lot. Um, as for Mark Stoddard, um... Mr. Military we, Voice himself. I was like, I don't believe we talked about him previously. He is, he's done quite it. Um... He has done Bamboo Blade, uh, Black Blood Brothers, recent one, Blood Blockade Battlefront as Abrams. Mm-hmm. Oh, that guy! Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Case Close, uh, Devil's a Part-Timer, uh, Future Diary, he was 10th. He was what? the, he was the big bad in Basilisk. I feel like he's mm-hmm. also in Tokyo Roll. Like, oh, he, I, he, maybe? I'm pretty sure he is, but I, I think just don't he's, yeah, he, he, he's Dr. Kano. Fuck oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, was, yeah. he's a Fuck that guy if you've read the manga. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's also, he's also Mosquito for Soul Eater. <laughs> I forgot right. about that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, he's a little, he's a little asshole with the top hat and the long nose. Basically, yes. Um, in terms of performances, I mean, we only hear them a little bit in the first episode. They don't pop into the second episode. So we can't really judge a lot, because I think it's like, what, one scene? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. barely even one scene because it's like it's like one snippet and then they go back to um, our Whatever true 
our true asshole of the episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which we will get to eventually. Um, not as an official like segment, but <laughs> you'll see. I think it works. I do. I do like Stoddard's Monroe. Because um, Monroe, at least, uh, he had a little bit more to say compared to Dolce and Corey Stoddard. Stoddard does well playing those characters. I've always kind of thought he has a very military man-like voice. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's where he he voices. It sounds like someone you would hear. Uh, doing a lot of military exposition, like if they were right. like planning a like an attack or a siege on something. Uh, now listen here, we'll be striking the base camp from uh, such and such an angle, and you know, and yeah. I think it works for for these very contemplative mafioso type characters. But that's just and I me. mean, I yeah, I think I would definitely love to hear more of Stoddard. I, and I really, really need to hear more of um, Dolce before I can really give a full opinion on Koriska. Because there's not much there. I don't know if he plays a huge role in the uh, show. I, on, don't wanna, I don't want to spoil things. <laughs> okay. Because I've, I've gotten up to um, episode 7 in the simulcast. And he's been brought up a couple times and he has a couple of scenes. And it seems like he might have something else going on there. But I haven't seen much. Every time um, you say Dolce, I think of something horrible that I'm not going to mention. <laughs> Please don't. Moving on. Um, anyway, I think we're good for those two, probably. So, um, let's move on to, since there is a reason why episode two, we had to watch it, and it's Theo and Nina. I love oh, Theo Nina and Theo. They are wonderful. I'm pretty sure everyone had predictions for these. I can't stop saying, like, every time Dr. Theo comes on, I always want to do the, Hello, Dr. Nick! And then I remember his name's not Nick. Hi, everybody! (laughs) Hi, Dr. (laughs) Theo! Oh, hi! Um, anyway, predictions. Who would like to go first? Uh, I'll go first, I guess. Uh, Okay, so so I went went generic uh, pick of Chuck Huber, because Chuck Huber and Mad Scientist just kind of go on together to the point. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That would have just been horrible, horrible, horrible irony that Chuck Huber was playing a doctor with a daughter named Nina again. Oh no! <laughs> oh man, you monster! If you did see my last tweet last night while watching Gangsta, I was like, well, I hope the Nina left with this doctor does better than the last one we had. <laughs> How dare oh you! God. How dare I? Um, the only thing that would have been better is, because I'll say it when we talk about Nina, is like, if one thing would have happened, it would have made it perfect if yeah, Chuck was. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, I God. think I also said I wanted Theo to be Chuck Huber. Not only okay. because it would have been a doctor with a daughter named Nina, Chuck Huber also apparently has like a bajillion fucking kids. Who, who, who he apparently oh wants to duct tape to their bed so they go to sleep at night, according oh, to him. He also has to chain their fridge up because one of them won't stop eating carrots. <laughs> go watch anyway. the Okami-san. Um, the Okami-san are seven companions. Commentary for the first episode where Chuck talks about his children. It's fantastic. Okay. So, a doctor with children, if it's a dad, doing slightly horrible and maybe a little bit non-legal things, it's probably Chuck Huber. <laughs> Anyway, Jet, who was your prediction for Nina? Well, I went with Red April, which apparently turned out to be right. So... You spoiled it! God! Spoiled it! My bad. Oh, God. <laughs> My prediction for Nina uh, was, I think, I want to say I had it was either going to be Felicia 
our our lady adult Felicia Angel, or it was gonna be Megan Emmerich, my my <laughs> my bro who spells their name right. <laughs> Hardy, what about you? What were you thinking well, for, for Theo and Nina? For Theo, I kind of went a little bit outside the box because these guys are mainly Houston actors, but they've been in some Funimation dubs. I was thinking mm-hmm. either the two the two Davids, either David Wald or David Matranga. And David Wald, that's funny because he played a doctor in Shiki. I would have been fine with that. Yeah. And for Nina, <laughs> I would have been fine with for that. Nina, I expected it to be Monica Rial. I kind of wanted it to okay. be Lindsay Sido. Okay. Yeah. And what I had, I went a little more out of the box for Theo. I picked Alex Organ because hmm. I thought that it would, because I'm trying to like, I'm seeing Alex Organ like kind of in this little area of roles. I want to see him break out a little dude, more. dude, the stoic white-haired guy. <laughs> yeah, I want to see him out of that a little bit more. I mean, so, luckily, he is, because he is not Theo. He's a different character in this damn show. But my point still stands. And as for Nina, I had two. I had Laura Woodhall, because she's pretty good at playing little kids. I mean, Hinami from Tokyo Girl. <laughs> <laughs> and I also actually had Megan Emmerich. And the reason for this, and I actually told... This, our Megan about this. Hi! Um, Megan Emmerich had made a tweet the week before the announcements for the dubs came out saying that she had a big announcement coming on Monday. And I was like, I have a sneaking suspicion that she is in one of these shows. And I was like, just in case, I'm going to put her in um, Gangsta. And Nina is really one of the only roles that I could imagine her playing. Uh, so I put her there. Anyway, I just wanted to call out one thing before you keep going. Uh, okay. Can't help but find it funny that you cast the doctor as a guy named for, for a guy named Alex Organ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the irony! The sweet, sweet irony. Anyway, anyway, as Jet decided to spoil for us, he is correct, and it's Bren Abel for Nina. Thanks, Jet. What? I'm sorry. Thanks, Dick. Anyway. <laughs> And Theo, this is interesting, and it ruins one of my predictions later. Robert McCollum. Hello, Dr. Ginty. (laughs) We've gone from swimming Ginty to to Dr. Dr. Ginty. The many faces of Ginty. Yes, he he does his doctorly duties wearing a Speedo. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 hold on, hold on. This is how it goes, because for those who may not know, Robert McCollum voices uh, one, he voices... Sejiro. Yeah, Seijiro uh, from Free Eternal Summer, which is, if which, if you know the show or have been following it up, Momo's older brother. So he's Jerry Jewel's older brother. So <laughs> we have this joke um, referred to as Swimming Genshi now. So here's how I imagine this. Because Seijiro looks exactly like Gente. Like, he it's really kind does. of creepy. He, this is how I imagine it. He went to high school and did swimming all of this. After that, he became a back back alley doctor for people. And then he died and became a pissed off arbiter. It's the circle of life. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, now I can say the thing about Nina. The only thing that would have made the Dr. Nina thing in this hilarious if Chuck Huber ended up being Theo was if Brina Palencia was Nina in I this. knew it. I knew you were going <laughs> to say that. <laughs> Motherfucking shout talker. Motherfucking. <laughs> Nobody expects the dog to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shout, t- shout talker came up with that. 
Chuck Huber came up with that, and then in the same day, I also face-planted in front of him in Sunny Street, in which the both of them picked me up off the floor and made sure I was okay. Nice! <laughs> and the only anyway. thing I hear from the back of the room is, Shit! I didn't record that! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. anyway. Damn it, Robin! You bitch! <laughs> okay. Anyway. Moving on. Uh, Robert McCollum as Theo. This is very different. Yeah, I didn't know that yeah. was him. Oh, no, I can totally tell. Oh, yeah, I mean... Well, you can tell, but... Yeah, yeah, you can tell it's Robert, but you would not expect him in this. Or at least in this role. I thought he was something else later on, and we're gonna get to that. Yeah. But I was like, I'm okay with this! Uh, And he made made it sound like... Because, again, that line I mentioned earlier that Dr. Theo has, like, the doctor isn't... He made that so fucking badass... I was like, okay, I'm on board. Let's go. Yes. Let's go, Robert. Let's go. And then he had the handicap line. Yes. Yes. Best line. And then, at least in terms of, like, Nina, I think I think Bryn looks, works really well. I kind of feel like she might be, which is weird when you hear me say this, she might be too old for it. Which is weird. Which she's like is 19. weird. Yeah. I'm like, it just sounds a little too old. I mean, I know the character's supposed to be a bit more mature. But she still seems a lot younger than what she is. I, I mean, I don't know. I I may have to sit and listen to it more. Right. It's, it was just weird to me anyway. I thought Bryn did fine. Said. And to quote my, you know, one of my followers on Twitter, Jamstar, if you need a cute voice, there's an April for that. Oh, God. <laughs> he's going to, as long as we credit him, because I told yes. him I was going to steal that, and he's like, no, you don't. Like, credit to Jamstar for that. Sorry for so starting the whole jam crotch thing on you. That um, no, I, anyway, I claim full I, responsibility I, for jam crotch, by the way. Yeah. We know. <laughs> anyway, um, because I totally forgot. Uh, Bryn April, in case you don't know, um, Ritsu from Assassin's in Classroom, Krista from Attack on Titan, uh, Roka from Defrag. Cyan uh, from Show by Rock. Yep, I'm about to sneeze. I'm trying to hold it in. Uh... <laughs> She's Hiyori from Noragami, she's Izumiko from Red Data Girl, yada yada yada. And then Robert McCollum has voiced quite a bit. Rhina from Attack on Titan. Baki from Baki the Grappler. Yeah. We're running into this show a lot today. Fumito from Blood Sea. Um, Ginty, of course, from Death Parade. Uh, Jalal. Jalal from Fairy Tale. Seijiro Mikoshiba, like we mentioned, from Free Eternal Summer. The bigger um, heterosexual sea otter. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, the dragon king from Kamisama Kiss. Uh, just quite a few, oh. really. And then my favorite one, because I'm like the one person who actually bought that, um, Wataya from Spiral. Because I'm the one uh, person that still owns that on DVD. Oh, and just for the manly people out there, Date Masume from Sen- uh, Sengoku Basada. Get your guns <laughs> on! We'll throw that in there. Yeah. Um, because I, I almost forgot. For people who may not know who these people are. So, we're going to go back to the official announcement at this point. The next two we can probably throw together because they're always together. Chad Atkins and Cody Balfour. <laughs> <laughs> who? Which, first of all... Which, first of all, apparently, Cody is also a sky wizard. <laughs> the best sky wizard. My vehicle... My magic is cop and... My magic is law. Yes. You can just imagine his his cop car flying through the air. (laughs) (laughs) It's Blues Blues Brothers Japan. In case you don't get the joke, the on um 
the Wednesday when Gangsta's demo announcement was released, Sky Wizard Academies was also released for some reason. They didn't do it on Monday. But at the bottom of that list, apparently, Cody Balfour was also in there. And I'm like, what is that in there? <laughs> and Cody I just wants to be a Sky Wizard. Yeah. Like, and, and, shit and, on his dreams. I mentioned it um, to Funimation, and um, who was it? It was Felicia Angio who came and she was like, he wanted, he, he's a, he's secretly a Sky Wizard. I'm like, fuck yes, let's go. <laughs> the best crossover ever. Yes. Um, predictions. Um, I actually had two for each of those. One of which was slightly dependent on who the director was. Um, but does anyone else want to go first? Um, the only one I really had a prediction for was Chad, and mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be our Bruce Elliott. That makes sense. Oh. Excuse that me. That makes sense. Um, I don't think I had anybody. I was just like, eh, maybe Cody can be Micah, I guess, but uh, I have other... I knew no, that's, that's why we were going to go with it. But I have other plans for Micah, and we will talk about that later. Okay. Um, what were you going to say, Chad? No, that's who I had for Cody, too. And... Oh, you put Micah? And what were you thinking for Chad? Uh, for Chad, I went with Phil Parsons. Oh, that's interesting. Hey, Vegeta! Hey, Vegeta! I'm a cop now! <laughs> Vegeta, feed you, feed you, feed you! I mean, well, he probably did Blood Bucket, but he could do, like, middle-aged guys just fine, so... Yeah. Which is <laughs> ironic, which is ironic, because I recently found out Klaus is only 28. Wait, what? Really? Yes. What? Oh my god! I didn't fuck? know that. Yeah. Anyway, next thing you'll be telling me is that pigs can fly. <laughs> Have you ever seen that Doritos commercial, man? Come on uh, now. Megan, Megan, there's a little movie called Porco Rosa you might want to look up. Oh, oh shut up. <laughs> he got you on that one. Anyway. Um, next thing you'll my... be telling me is that Hardy isn't actually manly. Oh. Anyway, before we derail again. Um, I my do like Princess Cody. Shut up. <laughs> my predictions for Chad. I had actually Jeremy Schwartz as my first choice, whom, if you do not know who that is, he's still fairly new. Um, but in terms of recent stuff, you may remember him as Oculus from Death Parade. Even and though he only had like choice, two scenes. Yeah. And then my may second he choice. burn for- in the pits of hell for touching the beauty that is Clovis. She's <laughs> <laughs> still bitter. And my second choice was Jason Douglas. And then um, for Cody, I put Micah Solson as my first choice. And then my second choice was actually Zach Bolton. But this was more dependent on if Zach was going to be the director or not. Because you know, when you have directors, they somehow sneak themselves into the dub somehow. Yes. Not everybody's Mike McFarland. <laughs> Mike McFarland does that too. Okay, um, Jerry Jewell has done that too, so... Jerry, they have all done it. Um, but, yeah... It's none of these people, which Gasp. is hilarious. Yeah. So Cody Balfour is Aaron Roberts. <laughs> and, and Chad Atkins, which is probably something that's going to surprise quite a few people, John Swayze. Yeah, I was really surprised. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, can I say John one Swayze, thing about... Because John about Swayze Chad. is more stationed in Dallas. In Houston. So that's really... Houston. Houston, no. Houston. Funimation is Dallas. I get confused. What were you going to say, Megan? I was going to say, there was one, there was only one way I remembered who played Cody. How? (laughs) Because (laughs) I remembered him only because he was that jackass in Seraph of the End who kept crashing shit. (laughs) uh, What was uh, Lacus? Lacus Welt. Lacus Welt. Okay. 
Um, because he's lady. the best scene where he just flies the plane into the world. Two defining traits, three defining moments in the show were spoilers: killing Yoichi's sister, being a dick to Mika, and crashing a plane. <laughs> that really is his defining moment so far. Um, anyway, speaking of Aaron Roberts, a few other roles. It's a lot, mostly it's minor or background. Um, but he's also done Evangelion 3.0, um... For when it ever comes out. <laughs> yeah. Um, High School DxD new. Uh, he is the child version of Mamoru for Kamisama Kiss Season 2. He is Sunny from Toriko. And, and Megan's gonna like this, Uta from Tokyo Ghoul. I like it that he's, one, he's in Tokyo Ghoul. However, as a reader of the manga... Fuck you, Uta. <laughs> I just I I, rem- I remember this guy now because he was in a video commentary for Toriko, and yep, he's all he's listed under there too. I find it so ironic that he voices Sunny, the character with the long, extravagant hair powers, and yet in real life he's bald. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and as for John Swayze, that man has a long ass resume. <laughs> uh, John Swayze, uh, might I just say this? He is ranked third. In the to- most anime voice roles of all Dang. time, yeah, I'm not surprised. He is he is ranked third underneath only Monica Rial is number one and Lucy Christian is number two. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, John Swayze though, uh, Black Butler as the Undertaker, which is funny. I thought that was always Chuck Huber, but I'm wrong. What's that? He's magic, you. He's also in Le Chevalier Day On. He's in Claymore. He did the Angel. And I'm gonna Soul Leader. And I'm gonna bring this up Soul from. A, I'm gonna bring this up from a previous episode. He was the grandma okay. in the old ADV OVA of the Samurai. Oh yep, I remember that conversation. Yes. Um, he was in. Gantz. Oh lord. Sheesh. He was. Um, if I'm right, he's also Lord Death in. Soul Eater. That's right. Wait, that was him? He's, he's the yeah. replacement for Scott McNeil as Hohenheim. Yep. yep. Uh, let's see. He Small was a- role in Norman Gunn. He, he, he has a lot. I don't even think I can just cover a lot of this. Get, oh god. Neon Genesis Evangelion he as Gendo, Gendo Ikari. <laughs> Motherfucking Gendo. <laughs> Clean up the goddamn streets, Nick and Warwick. <laughs> yep, if you need a crappy daddy, you can always get a Joshua's <laughs> oh, my. oh my god, that's Johnny's right, he's two of the drivers of the, dad, the Bad Dad Mobile. <laughs> yeah, because he's Hohenheim and Gendo. <laughs> Have you it's ever been true. such a shitty father that you took two shitty dad roles for once? It is so true. Anyway. <laughs> the only thing that would have been better is if he would have been Aaron's dad. I had a prediction that he wouldn't be <laughs> that would have been like the trifecta of shitty daddom. Oh my god. Anyway, um, I mean, well, the shittiest mom ever is always going to be Laura Post's Rockio, but that's a different conversation. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, in terms of performance-wise, I like Chad. I like John Spacey's Chad a lot. I mean, it's John Spacey. S- I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I just never considered it because, like. Again, difference between Houston and Dallas. I, I think this is the first time we've ever seen, in terms of broadcast dubs, a Houston actor coming in for a broadcast dub. Well, I think this is the first time we've seen that. Lucy. I mean, I did, know we've had LA actors, but not anyone from Houston. I know Lucy did come in to reprise her role in Kami, Kami Sama Kiss season two as the narrator, but oh, that's pretty much true. it. Yeah. Yeah, I, Lucy's the exception here, but that's just. 
That's a sequel anyway. My thing with this is, like, as much as I like Aaron's, um, he's Cody, right? Yeah, Cody. Yeah. It's clearly, like, Chad, like, kind of steals the scenes when he's there, because he I think he's a better actor, obviously. <laughs> yeah. That'd be, I just, I just can't understand why they let Aaron Roberts' character drive the car hand after last time. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I kind of do like what Aaron is doing with Cody. I just want to hear more of it, though. Yeah, like, he it's... hasn't had a lot of screen time, really. He... That's my only big thing with So him. far, his reason for existence is to act shocked when Nick kicks the car across the street. And to be a complete <laughs> dolt about Nick. Yeah. Right. As is most everybody but Wolric. <laughs> Basically. I think at least Chad, John Swayze, no problems. Yeah, he no issues. He chews each scene he's in like a big piece of jerky. It's great. Mm -hmm. And... I kind of hope that they still manage, like, in the future to bring in Houston actors on occasion. I know it's an issue of, like, scheduling and traveling for Houston, and also especially for those in L.A., but we've seen, we've, we're now seeing this happen, that they're capable of bringing people in. It may not happen all the time, but we're, yeah. it's possible now. Yep, thank goodness for Skype. <laughs> Ta-da! I mean, because, like, because who was I having this conversation with? I think I was having this conversation with you, Jet. That, um, like, because we were talking about they may not be able to do it often or stuff like that. But then, like, let's, looking at, like, Todd has done Tokyo Ghoul, but then again, like, he was doing both seasons at the same time. And Vic did both Show by Rock and Arzine, which is still ongoing for Arzine. Even then, though, I, in watching Show by Rock, um, his character didn't show up as much, so. Right. Um, but anyway, we're spending too much time on this. Um, we have our three main characters to deal with here. Yay! Yeah. Starting off with Alex, uh, Alex, what's your last name? Benedito? Alex Benedito. So, I'm just gonna say this because I went with an obvious choice, because, again, Michiko and Hachin, I went with Monica Real. I went with Monica, too, because I like to hear Monica use her big girl voice. Same here. <laughs> I actually did not go with Monica for a change. You know, I, I could see why people would choose her because of heretic. Because of the, because <laughs> she because she kind of looks kind of Michiko-ish, but instead right. I decided to go against the grain. Um, Alex kind of reminded me a little bit in appearance-wise of Emir e from Attack on Titan, so I chose Elizabeth Maxwell. Oh, good choice. That's a good choice. I actually had a second choice for Alex too, and I picked Caitlyn Glass. But this was mostly, again, because Michiko and Hachin, because Caitlyn um, voices uh, a character that's similar to Michiko in a sense in one episode, but um, I put Caitlyn as a second choice. But we're all wrong. This is probably one of the bigger surprises among this whole casting, honestly. Yep. Because it's our wonderful adult, Felicia Angeal. Hi, Mom. Hi, Felicia. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> Congrats, you have three children now. Woo! Four. 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 Three, yes, four. yes. Everybody on Dub Talk is actually Felicia's children. Yes. <laughs> That's how this works now. Um, with, and in terms of this, which I have to bring this up, because it ha it has to do with Alex, but not in a, in a different sense. And I told Megan this earlier. If I was ever a prostitute, I would not want Eric Vale as my pimp. <laughs> <laughs> so, so far we've had this year, Eric Vale hurts children, and now Eric Vale hits women. Yeah, because by the way, he plays, Eric Vale voices Barry. That freaking terrified me. <laughs> yeah. I was 
I was like, who are you? What have you done to the Eric Vale I know and love? And, this is, and it's just... coming, and this is coming from me who likes freaking Nishiki from Tokyo Ghoul, and Nishiki is a fucking dick. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, he also has hell? dick on the brain. Aww. But I can't say, I don't want to spoil that for Hardy. Uh, but <laughs> but <laughs> now, the first, the first time I heard the voice from, uh, of Barry the Pimp, I'm like, wait a second, is that Eric Vale as an abusive pimp? Huh? <laughs> Sounds about right. That's terrible. Back to Alex. I had to get I had to get that out there. Anyway, back to Felicia and back to Alex. I think it's um, like I like it, but at the same time, she seems so like I thought Alex was a bit older. Right. That's the thing. Yeah, that's like too. my main complaint about it. Like it it sounds a little bit too much like a teenager. I mean, I thought she got a little bit better in episode two, so... Like, yeah, it definitely improved a lot more in the second episode. I had my issues with it in the first episode after... After I heard her kind of use her sexy voice in episode two, I'm like, I can get behind this. Yeah. In more like, ways than one. Yeah. Like, oh! <laughs> oh! She's our mother! Shut up! <laughs> God, don't talk about... Don't talk about your mother like it's that. Like, you kiss your mother with that mouth? Yes, I do. This is a joke, yes. <laughs> <laughs> she's not actually her mom. I'm pretty sure she's like step in my lane. Probably. I'm probably uh, older but... than her, to be honest. But yeah. So wait, are you her dad? Oh no! no. Oh, you know what this joke <laughs> is going to turn into? No. You know no. what this joke we is going to turn into? We're not like, going there. All right. We are not. I'm not her dad, but I'll be her daddy. No! <laughs> no! 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 That... There's horrible, shitty parenting in this show. No! 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 no. Hardy. I apologize. Brought... That was that was Hardy. uncalled for. Yes. Hardy, I have to bring this up because now you've said it. You can't be her daddy. That's Eric Vale's job. Oh! <laughs> not anymore. We're going back to Sarah, folks. Oh no! <laughs> no! No! I thought we were over that. Best. This this episode of Dub Talk is going to get us all unfollowed by every single voice actor on the face of the earth. Oh, probably. And, and, and only like f- I think four voice actors only follow me right I now. Think on Megan, I, think, I think it's Megan. It's like I need an adult, but Felicia unfollowed me. What am I gonna do? Yeah, because I think because for me it's who is it? It's Felicia. It's Megan Emmerich. It's uh, Keith Silverstein and Sunny Straight actually yeah. who follows me on Twitter. I'm oh, like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, I've got Marcus Stemmick. Oh. Don't talk about Mark. Don't talk about our drunk Uncle Mark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> don't talk oh, about my God. Mark. Yeah. I. I I think the main thing in terms of Felicia's Alex is, at least for me, I saw potential in episode one. It wasn't quite what I was expecting, but then when episode two came around, it got better. So I, there's definitely a lot of potential there, and I think she's gonna she's gonna pull through in the end, even though I don't know what the hell's going on with her character. Plus, <laughs> so a Jet knows. Jet knows. <laughs> he read the manga. <laughs> See, at least now I'm not that dick this episode. <laughs> yeah. I'll um, take I, anyway. at, by that point, I think I had read Assassination Classroom. I've read Sarah for the Ed. Um, and I've obviously read Tokyo Cool. No shit. We know, Anyway. Megan. If you invite me on to these things again, just assume I probably read whatever you're talking about. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Apologies are, are to good? any voice actors we may have offended in the past five minutes. Let's, let's put this all behind <laughs> you, us. 
We, we love you all. Yes. We except that guy. We just jokes because we're terrible people. Yeah. We love you <laughs> all we except you. You suck. Those are, those are fuck that guy of the night. <laughs> anyway, I, are we good to move on to our uh, two lead bananas? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Technically, in the official press release, Warwick was first, but we're not doing. We're not going to save him for last because we have reasons for that. We're saving the best boy for last, yep. of course. So let's talk about Warwick. Uh, Warwick Archangelo. That's his name. Weird names. Work Archangelo. Who wants to go first? Because I kind of want to save my story for last. Because there's a story behind I know, my picks for Warwick. Uh, I know who I expected it to be, and it turned out to be who it, I expected. But just for okay. kicks and giggles. And I think a lot of people got this one right. Uh, just for kicks and giggles, I wanted to see someone new play Warwick. Because mm-hmm. the actor who got it... It just seems like he's getting typecast in a lot of these types of roles, and he does a good job. Right, it's obvious, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I wanted someone who's fairly uh, new, fairly unused, and so I decided, you know what, I want to see Chris Ryan as Warwick. Oh, there you go. Someone who hasn't done a whole lot of work quite yet. I want to see what him flex his muscles and see what kind of I job he can totally do. I would be behind that. I would and Bullrick does have very nice muscles. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he is a gigolo, so he probably has to keep looking good. He's so. just a gigolo everywhere <laughs> I go. I think I had Chris. I want to say, because I know we talked to Steph about it, was I want to say I either had, I had both the names. I want to say I either had, I think I had Sabbath here. Because I remember you, I actually had one of them right, I think. Okay. Because I think I had, I was like, it's either going to be Chris Sabbath or who got it just in various flip-flopping positions, which should not be used to describe two men. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jed, I believe you actually got this one correct, right? Yep, and because, well, I went with obvious sidecasting, and of course... Don't, say, don't spoil it. No, I'm not going to spoil it. Don't spoil who it is. Okay, good, because <laughs> we don't want to have that issue yet. For me, I have an interesting story. So, before I actually watched Gangsta, simulcast everything, I cast um, my predictions for the dub based on what the characters look like. And my initial prediction for Warwick was actually Brandon Potter. When I watched the simulcast, the first few episodes, and was going through it, I'm like, I'm gonna keep Brandon Potter as Warwick, because I feel, because I like him, but the problem with him is he hasn't really done a lead or major role in a good long while, so I kind of wanted to see him back in that, and I felt like Warwick would be, would be kind of that kind, that somewhat of that kind of character that I, would, I could see Brandon Potter play, so that's why I put Brandon Potter there. Fuck it, I'm wrong. Um, so, Jet, I know you're correct, so who's Warwick? Warwick is, surprise, surprise, Ian Sinclair. Obvious choice is obvious. <laughs> Ian Power. <laughs> I mean, aside from it being the obvious choice, and like you said, Hardy, it's kind of typecasting a little bit more now, but... Just like with Felicia, I kind of see some potential there. Oh, I think he does like, an excellent job. It's just, it's this it's kind just of obvious. role. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, because when um, I because when I watch Warwick, I'm hearing Space Dandy. I'm hearing uh, Zap. That's Renfro. my problem too. And so, <laughs> I mean, all these characters he's played that are just like that. I'm, I mean, Dallas Genoward. I'm hearing all these, yep. you know, kind of. Well, to be fair, in the Japanese, I hear the same thing, too, for Warwick, because it's 
Juichi Suwabe, and for me, the second I hear him speak, it's I don't hear a different character. The first thing that comes to mind, I'm like, oh hey, it's Aomine from Kuriko. Or in Steph's case, oh hey, Jaya. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, Ian's obvious choice is obvious. I mean, it's gonna be great in the end. But for, for, for me, like, I was like, oh, why does it have to be the obvious choice? But then I watched the first episode, and there were a couple points where I will admit I was legitimately scared of Ian Sinclair. Oh, he could be scary <laughs> when he wants to be. I've, oh, yeah, that's right. The thing, like, the thing I wish is that he would be, because he's a fantastic actor. He's like Chris Sabat. Um, he, he, he has this enormous range, and yet they only use him for a few bit parts. And right. to do this one and type he, of character. I'm like, have you? And it does. I want to. I mean, occasionally. Like I mean, occasionally he does get to break out of that mold. I mean, I'm like, what, like, what, Brooke like with Brooke. from One Piece. That's what I was gonna bring up. I want to hear more roles like Brooke. I want to hear more roles like, like the um, the effeminate guy from Kamisama Kiss that he played. Right. Uh, yeah, I want to see him go. Oh my God, the wind god. I, I, I was. I, yeah, Otohiko. Yeah, one of the roles he was in was, he was in Appleseed 13. Considering I'm pretty much the only person who even watched it. And, oh, probably. And that man can hang up there with Crispin Freeman in terms of sheer acting power. I mean, I was like, wow. In fact, he was my choice to replace Crispin Freeman for Ghost in the Shell Arise uh, as oh, Togusa. Really? And yeah, I would have I would have been like, you know, I think Ian Sinclair would be a great Togusa. I would have been all for that. <laughs> and I, I, I would have been for having, that if it wasn't Alex Organ. Having listened to Alex Organ, I still would have said I think Ian Sinclair would have been a better Togusa. Because Alex Organ right. plays it a bit too... He, he doesn't sound quite Togusa-ish like Crispin was, but I mean, nor do any of the other I, I, I at least, <laughs> I at least think that Alex Organ is a pretty decent successor to the role. Mm -hmm. But you're right; I could probably see Ian taking on Togusa a lot better and like putting it similar levels. But yeah, it's it's not that we don't love Ian because we it's do. It's just too we because we do voice acting black magic up in this bitch. Right. <laughs> it's just that it was it's too obvious. My I, th one... I think we were hoping for something different and something new, but my sometimes one thing... obvious choice wins. My one thing is, though, is, is that I'm wondering is, this applies to both Wolric and Nick, is that they're actually played by two different people depending on if you're seeing older Wolric and Nick or younger Wolric and Nick. Oh, this is true. We may as well get into possible guesses as to who would work, my So, for me, I would actually like to see younger Wolric actually either be played by Clifford Chapin or Micah Solosad. Only okay. because um, in the Japanese, it's played by someone named um, Marase Ayumu, who isn't in a lot of things, but the one really big thing is that he's uh, Hinata from Haikyuu, who has a very, very effeminate voice. Okay, that makes sense. Like, he has a very high-pitched voice. Yes, he does. So I really kind of want to see like Cliffer, 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 Cliffer. Cliffer. <laughs> shit! I you never I call your mother anymore, Cliffer. No, no, Megan, just ship them. The bromance is real. real. The bromance is real. No, 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 not like that. Not like that. Micah's got a girlfriend or fiance, and Afi is really awesome. Except for when she's that one girl from Pretty Kristen, show by Rocco. I want to show but, the trash can. But you, <laughs> but still, their bromance is fucking real. Real. But like, I want to really see that, and then I'll say who I want for Nick when I get to Nick. When we get to that. But um, yeah, I would definitely be okay with Clifford as um, Warwick. I think that'd be a fun one, honestly. 
Like, any random guesses at Little Warwick just for fun. I'm just going to throw out the same two people that I'd say for every little boy, and that's Ryan Reynolds and Terry Doty. Okay. Every that's time. That's fine. Yeah, even then, I would take that, because it's, it's not that they're, like, little as in they're, like, young children. It's like they're, like, maybe 12 or 13, because I would guess that Nick and Warwick are maybe in their 30s. There they are. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I would assume that, too. Um, Jet, any random guesses at Little Warwick? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Also, yes, guest appearance by my mother, who's telling me to let the dogs out. <laughs> so you let the they dogs out. They can't see you, Mom, but they can hear you. Bahamut, let's go. Um, so, let's... Anyway. Guest boy. Like... Like so. We're 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 getting off topic here. We're just we're one joke away from a Teletubbies joke. So let's get back. On oh, not again. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> Never again. Um, only if there's lube involved. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it going. I think we should probably move on to the best character of the show. Yes. The yes. most, the best, and also slightly most adorable little dork ever. Nicholas Brown. <laughs> I don't know why they keep calling him short. He doesn't look that short to me in the animation. I, I said dork. I don't know where you got short. But... No, I was just saying, well, you said adorable little dork. Yeah. And I'm just bringing up in the show that they always keep calling him, like, a short Asian guy. <laughs> I can see Asian. I can't see short. Well, then again, in the second episode, that tag that he was fighting was, like, twice his freaking size. That guy had the best voice ever. I don't care what anyone fucking says. Who, the big guy? <laughs> yeah. Yes. That was Bob Carter, um, who uh, you might remember from a whole bunch of... He was in Michigan. He was Jesus H. Magnificent for the last episode of Michigan and Hachin that aired on Toonami. There's a guy named Jesus in the no, show? No, he calls himself that. It's like... Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, he calls himself Jesus H. Magnificent. <laughs> Which, that is now my nickname for Bob Carter now. for all time now, but moving on. Anyway, um, predictions for Nicholas. So I may as well get my prediction for Nicholas out of the way because it's completely and totally wrong. And it goes back to the story I was telling with Warwick. Based on what the characters initially looked at, like before I saw the show, and then I picked it. And then I kept it after hearing the simulcast. I went with Robert McCollum. Oh, I went the same thing. Nicholas. I know a lot um, of people went with Robert just on appearance alone. Yeah. yeah. I think he, I said it was... I thought it was either Ian or Sabbath. That's who I said it was. Because <laughs> Nicholas is, for that show, probably the most challenging character. Yeah, in more ways than one because of his mm -hmm. debilitation. You've got to get right. the accent down. And it's because of that... I'm gonna bring him out again, like I do every episode, every time we make a prediction. <laughs> is it time? Is it time to tell the Uncle Marcus story again? Yeah, I predicted Marcus' stomach. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the reason is, I desperately want to see this guy get a lead role. I mean, desperately, but yeah. because because I really like his voice, but also because Nick would have an unusual voice and Marcus already he has would. such a unique voice and I would like to hear his take on a deaf mute uh, I would also like to say one thing if Marcus Stimmick was going to be Nick he would have had to say balls at least once balls <laughs> bars like, I will say I do have I do have like one like actual kind of sort of complaint about Nick when I'll say it after he was right. announced as yeah. Nick but anyways, uh, it's, prob yeah. it's probably what we talked about before, but anyway, 
So I, th I think we got all our predictions out there, right? Right. You're right. Yes. I think me and Jet were going Robert. Megan was like, it was either Savin or Ian, and then Marcus for Hardy. So I probably should have flipped my predictions for Warwick and Nick, because Nicholas is Brandon Potter. Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> so I got my wish of him getting a lead or major role again, just not in the one I was thinking of. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> As far as the performance goes... Brooklyn Rage. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's not Brooklyn Rage. This is just... And I, I've heard some other people bring this up on the uh, on forums and such. It sounds like something... It, it sounds like something a deaf person would sound like, but it doesn't sound like a completely deaf person. It sounds like someone who has limited hearing, who had a hearing aid and got a lot of vocal training. My thing is that I, I think I have the same complaint. And I remember I said this to, to Lilac was, in the Japanese, you really cannot tell what the fuck Nick says without subtitles. Like, you really can't. Mm -hmm. And I could understand everything Nick said without subtitles. And I was like, I feel like he wouldn't be able to speak that well. So I guess it plays to what Hardy's saying. It's not that I dislike it, it's just that I think that there could be a little bit more, like, slurring and stuff. He sounds too intelligible. And it is a big plot point, I believe, in the show later on in episodes, is that, I think it's brought up before, is that Nick can't, when you first meet Nick, you, you can't, he can't read. Mm -hmm. Right. And that the person to educate him... Is Warwick. Is Warwick. Here's my... Um, take on it because and I had this conversation with Megan with how Brandon Potter sounds in terms of what I can tell with people being deaf I mean I don't know many deaf people but um, how it sounds to me it's like he can he might be able to be understood but it's that he can't hear himself so he can't really control the inflections or enunciate how he should because he can't hear himself do that or the volume of his voice exactly and nick so, is very loud when he talks mm -hmm. <laughs> so i feel like brand i feel like brandon is playing towards that i mean with what you just said hardy he sounds like he's partially like partially like he can partially hear when you say that i can kind of see that now that you say it mm -hmm. but you we gotta remember this is also very very challenging Right. It's this is a very challenging role, and he's doing this for a broadcast up. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. the the pressure's on him already. So right. Yeah. And I, I mean, again, it's been a again. I mentioned this. It's been a good long while since Brandon Potter has had a lead or major role. It's been a long time. Like I think maybe one of the last times I heard him in one was oh god. Sven Volsvin, I think, from Black Cat, actually. No, uh, that's I don't think it's long been that ass time ago. It's really been that long. Yeah, well, it's unless been... something has come up between that point and now. I would, wait, so, wait, I would wait, argue. Wait, so, wait, no, what piece of that? He would say Right, but how Shanks doesn't come in that much. I would honestly <laughs> say that, like, I would argue just because of how much he comes up. I would argue maybe for Shinohara because he maybe. was Shinohara. Maybe, but that's, I would count more, I would count Shinohara from Tokyo Ghoulou as a secondary character. Yeah, because he gets a lot more, because he, he gets a lot more screen time in the second series than he does the first series. Right. So it's arguable. Yeah, so, honestly, I'm all for Brandon Potter's Nicholas here. I'm all for it. I'm excited. Obviously, it's, it's a challenge and there's a lot of pressure on him, but 
I feel like by the time this comes out on DVD, it's gonna probably be a lot better. Yeah, and and yeah, they they're already going to do some adjustments for the DVD because Christopher Bevins has said that bringing this up again for a broadcast dub they're going to have to go and, and change things to make it more adult oriented uh, right. and so they might be able to tweak the uh, tweak his voice the tiny bit to make it more authentic so right. it's it's not bad it's just I, I, I can certainly have no, it feels like something's missing it, it, yeah. I wouldn't even say something's missing it's it's it needs more authentic it needs to be more authentic but I mean, yeah. for what it is, I have really no problems with it, you know. Right. So mm -hmm. now we get on to the hard part of who plays younger Nick. Yeah. Um, I don't even. I don't even want to make. To which yeah. Steph knows who exactly who I have predicted for this for one reason and one reason only. Please, please go on and enlighten us. We all know I want it to be Austin Tindall. Yep. I'm totally fine with this. And the only reason I want Austin Tyndall to do it is because stupid voice acting jokes. Um, because in the Japanese, it's played by Natsuki Hayane, who actually does a really good job in that I had no idea that was Natsuki Hayane unless one of my friends had told me, because my friend Kenny knows of my horrible crush on him. Um, <laughs> but if just use the Google machine and you'll understand why I like Natsuki Hayane. He's probably in every oh. sports anime known to man, more than likely. Actually, he's only in one. Really? Yep, he's only in um, Ace of the Diamond. No, he's I just the lead in pretty much everything now. Uh. <laughs> he is he is kind of the lead in, like, fucking everything. Yeah, now. ever <laughs> since, like, freaking Tokyo Ghoul. <laughs> okay, to be fair, he did two of the biggest anime last year in Tokyo Ghoul and your Lion April. <laughs> yes, to be fair. And unfortunately, and... he's in Monster Matsumune, which means I have to watch that. <laughs> I think... That's it for at least the actual cast announcement. We do have a few more predictions we'd like to we make. We do have a few others. Yeah. Um, uh, I know I had predictions for like three more, and I know, uh, but two of them we might, we might not talk about. Um, so why don't we, because I know people were interested in Doug and Delico. So why don't we talk about the two of them? I think for Doug, if, if Tyndall isn't, if Tyndall isn't, um, younger Nick, this is where I also have him. Really? But I wouldn't also not mind to see Doug played by um, the guy who was the younger brother of Koro Sensei. Oh, that's um... Rico Fajardo. Thank you. Yeah, that guy. I would have liked him. I might like him too as Doug. Because Doug isn't actually a little boy. Um, so, wait, Doug's the kid with the dreadlocks then, right? Doug is also Doug, not a child. Yeah, 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 yeah Doug, no, Doug is the kid with the dreadlocks. Yeah, oh, basically okay. the entire, well, I don't want to say joke, but basically the whole thing is he looked like a little boy, but he's supposed to sound like a grown man. Yeah. In, yeah. in that case, <laughs> in that case I, uh, I probably also, I would probably, um, so he's supposed to sound like a grown man? Yeah. He's supposed to, yes. Well, that kind of butchers my... My prediction, because I was going to say either Michael Solasad or Austin Tyndall, but uh, in that case, I think Tyndall could do it because Tyndall also who, plays. I know who I would get it as um, Todd Haberkorn. That would be amusing. That's reasonable. That's who I had, but that's reasonable. I actually didn't have anyone for Doug, but if I had to pick someone now, the first person that comes to mind for some reason is Aaron Disney. <laughs> oh, really? I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. His voice is definitely like, deep enough now that he's a nine. <laughs> he's a nine-foot-tall Groot. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing to do is listen to Aaron Dispute scream. Yeah. I'm bored. 
That's the best thing ever. Especially um, his his early Trinity Blood screams where his voice was cracking <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yep. Evil now. <laughs> um, I'm in. And then there's Delico, who is another tag who works for Monroe. Who I may have, be pretty ginty. Wait, I, had, I, I had three predictions for him. Yeah, okay. Now, here's the thing. If, what was his name? If Dr. Theo was the reincarnation of Ginty, then Delico is the rein... He started out as a, as a gangster. Then he left on a journey to find himself and became a Mushi Master before he died and went to Quindeco. So. And became an Arbiter. <laughs> and became an Arbiter, yeah. And we're now full circle on this. Yes. <laughs> So when does the world flood in One Piece happen? <laughs> oh lord. Um, in terms of predictions, at least for me, one of my predictions for Delico was Alex Organ. That's who I picked However, as well because he looks like Deckham. I'm not. I'm not right. even ashamed to admit it. Yeah, he looks like Deckham. Yeah. I, I, like, I'll, I'll, I'll admit prediction. that. But but Alex Organ is already someone else in the show, so that's not happening. So my other two predictions were dependent on who the director was for the show. So I had uh, Zach Bolton and Christopher Bevins, and since Bevins is directing the show, I'm gonna probably put him in here. And I'm gonna stop you right there because I have... What? Because I found out a little something that I'm gonna tell you after this. <gasps> Do you know things? Mm-hmm. It's not official, but I know that who Bevins is. You little shit lord. <laughs> oh my god. I know who Bevins um, is playing. And, oh I, I guess I'll take my guess at Delico, and Hardy might smack me for this one. Oh no! I kind of want Justin Brenner to play Delico because <laughs> I'm the only I'm the only one who liked his Mika, and I really want to see him do more things. He's, I can he's see doing that. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. As, he's he's Alien. I realize he's less Daryl Gilbo now, and he's more Spike Spencer. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, doing I really, doing I, 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 honestly, I'll admit, like, him, him, Jesus Christ, him and Micah made the end of Seraph so gay. <laughs> All yes, of the gay. Oh, no, when the entire cast, including one of the dudes, finds your, this is my boyfriend joke, Felicia, hilarious, you know something's up. <laughs> but I'll, I actually wouldn't mind seeing Justin Brenner pop up in this yeah. show, because I do like him a lot, and I want to see him in more things besides uh, Seraph and Arsland. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's new. It'd be nice to see him do more things. I could probably, I might see him as Delico. I might see him as doing that. I'm be, surprised Hardy didn't want to murder me. Oh, no, I... <laughs> Now, if you had said Daryl Gilbo, I'd have thrown you out a window, but that's... Well, 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 well you, you, you might be able to provide that. Uh, right, so I... Okay, so I did kind of make my predictions before actually seeing this show, because, well, I went to Baga, so I figured I had a rough idea what these guys would sound like. So I went with Vic Vigiana. Really? Really? He's done, like, stoic guys before, so I figured, like, deep stoic Vic Vigiana would work, so... <laughs> you can't see it, but you know that gif of the guy going, that's a penis. <laughs> that's like the face I made. <laughs> oh Steph, you better put that in. I will try and find it. And if not, you I, No, I will it. send it to you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, so. Are, are we good? On I, I, I was going to tell you who I, uh, 
the, who Bevins plays. We maybe oh, might not okay. want to say that on a recording. Okay. Well, hold on. No, yeah. I, I, is it I, I, a character? I, hold on. Is it a character that's possibly going to come up in the next episode? In the next episode, I don't know, but I will say this: uh, he okay. popped up in the very tail end of episode two. Oh! Oh! Yes. I know who you're talking now. about now. He's okay. the shadowy big bad, and I, I listened to it. I'm like, that sounds like Christopher Bevins. And so I typed in last night to Chris Bevins. I typed in, excuse me if I'm wrong, but are you the big bad at the very tail end of episode two? And he didn't answer it, but he favorited it. So I'm like, oh. I have a he sneaky suspicion he's going to be the I bad guy. For so. some reason, because I was watching that episode a few hours before recording this, I thought it was Mike McFarlane, but now that you say that, I can hear Bevins. Mm-hmm. I can so hear is it. Bevins like our oh, yeah, I can hear it. Oh my god. So It's Bevins, not official. why you no answer? <laughs> and I'll, I'm going to seem like a complete jackass if it's wrong, but that is who I think Chris Bevins is playing. Surprise, well, it's going to be Vic Mignogna. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, considering that Bevan's favorited your tweet, I'd say that's a good sneaking suspicion right there. Right. I would totally take that as that yeah. as well. And I mean, um, if I was the director of a show, I'd cast myself as the villain because they always have the most not? fun. Why not? That'd be awesome. <laughs> so, okay, now I think we're good. Yeah, we're all good. Covering this. Yeah. Um, overall, how do we feel about the dub so far? I like it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's pretty good. I would put it. I wouldn't say it's the best broadcast dub we've seen so far, but right. it's we it's better than a lot of the others have been. So oh, it, yeah, it's still right. only two episodes in, so it has a lot of potential. Right, that's the big thing for me. There's a lot of potential, especially yeah. for like Felicia, because this Felicia Andre, because this is a different thing that she's doing. Mm-hmm. I can see potential in Ian Sinclair because he scared the shit out of me. And of course, fucking Eric Vale. Like I'm like, nope. <laughs> well, you won't be here. Yeah, you. No, he's only in one episode. He gets axed off at the very beginning. So yeah. Well, body's still rotting in some court. In some in some quarter. Yeah, but um, still, there's a lot of potential. It is a difficult show to deal with, especially for Brandon Potter as Nicholas. Right. But and you gotta you gotta look at the type of pedigree that this show is following, because this is along yep. the lines of Black Lagoon. Uh, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to leave it to Like, I'm, like... Oh, it's it's not as good as Black Lagoon. It's not as good as Black Lagoon, but, I mean, it is it is in the same mold, I would that, say. That, 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 the, the reason I want to disagree with that is because, like, I see people comparing it to Black Lagoon all the time, and I'm like, oh, no, like... I mean, aside from the setting, it's not really similar to Black Lagoon at all, like... I, I would pretty much put it this way, like... If Black Lagoon was like your generic Hollywood action movie, then Gangster is more like Hollywood noir. And those are like two completely different things. Yeah. Basically okay. that makes uh, if I had to describe <laughs> if I had to describe Gangsta, it would be like Jorman Gunn meets Ristorante Paradiso. <laughs> That's funny that you put it like that. <laughs> yeah, because it's it focuses on older men. Attractive older men, I might add, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, you know, running guns and stuff. So that's funny. Yeah. I would totally pay. I would totally pay Walrus to be my Oh my god! Anyway. I'm single and lonely. Oh, I'm single. And I own lonely a body pillow. <laughs> I'm single and lonely and own a body pillow. What do you expect from me? Woman? Is it a Captain Harlock body pillow? No, and you will never find out what character it is. <laughs> It's probably it's probably one of them 
volleyball guys, isn't it? No, it's gonna be Kaneki. It's gotta be Kaneki. Shut <laughs> up! I think we confirmed Shut it. Up! Shut up! Let Dude, me get. I let me guess. Black hair. Head. It's got black hair on one side, white hair on the other, right? God damn it! <laughs> yes, actually, it does. I love you, Megan. It was the best Christmas gift anyone's ever got me. <laughs> Only on Dub Talk, people. Only on Dub Talk. <laughs> I, I think, um, because you know how uh, you guys broke me with Sarah? <laughs> I think I just broke Megan. <laughs> My dirty sequence have been exposed. <laughs> anyway. You anyway. Um, if, if you are interested in watching the broadcast dub of Gangster, you can do so Wednesday nights. At what is it? It's nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time, I believe. So you have to suffer through Sky Wizards and Prison, and prison School. And then, um, if you want to catch the simulcast, that one has been shifting around air times for weeks, but I think it's finally yes. firmly on Sundays now. Is it Sundays right before Shadowland Stuff comes out, which ends this week? Mm -hmm. Um, I think so. Um, if you want to watch the simulcast, I believe there is a two-week subscription wall for that show, and then free stuff um but as always if you want to watch the dub you have to be an elite subscriber to funimation in order to see it um which you can do uh thanks to their 14 day free trial if you are interested in doing that and then after that it costs money of course <laughs> if you want to do that but, uh, but but you know odds are you will be so enamored by watching all the videos how many videos lilac over 9,000 episodes <laughs> What 9,000? That can't be right. If you ever make that joke again, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> I make that joke every episode. It's mandatory. He, yeah, he does this every episode whenever it's a Funimation broadcast. That's one of the that's one of the um, the rules I have to o uh, obey uh, as far as being a Funimation moderator. They force me into uh, it. Doesn't just a rule. I make that joke enough. Wow. <laughs> We, we are trying to take over Double Talk. We've already discussed this. So. <laughs> Dude, no. Apparently, after last night, none of us are fucking with Justin. Oh, yes. That was that was frightening. I I think oh, I no. might have uh, wet myself a small amount. <laughs> My favorite thing about that was Chad going, he's not going to fucking do it. <laughs> I'll have to ask about that later, because I clearly missed something. He broke a um, brick. With what? His with his bare hands. He broke a concrete slab. I'm never getting the, into a fight with On Justin the first Ross. try, <laughs> I might add. On the first try. Oh, oh my god. So, Tonight, none of us kids? are fucking with Justin ever. Okay. Um, However, Chad's an easy target and he can be easily destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> and Lauren, we can just make her laugh and snort all the pieces. Um, no, correction. <laughs> correction. We can convert Lauren to our side. Oh, we can. I have a plan. We, we gotta plan this out later, okay, guys? We gotta plan this out. We're gonna take over Double Talk eventually. This will happen. Oh. Right. <laughs> we can also add Megan Emmerich to our, audio, our, our army, because I'm pretty sure she's gonna watch this. And Felicia. We'll add Felicia to the army, our mom. Felicia, our lord and savior, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> and and drunk, uncle, drunk Uncle Marcus, too. Drunk Uncle Marcus. <laughs> drunk Uncle Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think, I think we've been doing this long enough. Enough of this. <laughs> yeah. we're, 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 we're going crazy. Um, so thank you, Jet, for coming in and visiting with us 
no having crazy times. <laughs> yeah, give out your uh, give out your uh, your plugs, dude. Plug yourself, man. Um. Okay. Uh, Not well, that you way. Can... Shut up, Marty. Don't interrupt me. That's it. All right. Uh, well, you can follow me on Twitter at DivineNega, or you can go to my website animatedcommunity.com or read my reviews on Fanboys. Yay! And if you want to follow any of us other weird dumbasses, um, <laughs> I am on Twitter as uh, at Lilac Anime Review, but Review is spelled R-E-V-U-E, and I also do reviews and stuff. But you already knew that, because Dub Talk goes on this channel currently. <laughs> I guess I'll go next. You can follow me at QueenEra2. It's Q-U-E-E-N-I-R-A-2. However, if you want to follow me for reviews, top tens, and other weird shenanigans that I do, um, Anime America Podcast on YouTube. I'm one of the four commenters on there. And I believe the last thing you can check me out on there is our review of Your Line April and the top 10 creepiest anime characters. Woohoo! If you want to follow if you want to follow me, I'm at Spaceman Hardy and I rant about Antiplex constantly and post goat pictures. And talk <laughs> about Master Keaton. And talk long. about Master Keaton con constantly. <laughs> which you I snuck it into this I snuck it into this episode. <laughs> Actually, you snuck That's it into your in, mission. You snuck that it into That is your the, mission now. Yes. Adding, making sure you mention talking about goats and Master Keaton. That is your new mission. It is. See, it's easy for me, but Time to go to bed because I have a 7:30 a.m. shift tomorrow. Yeah, that was weird plugging all of our stuff for the first time ever, but okay. Um, so anyway, uh, we are gonna cover the other two remaining double talk shows for the season. Uh, yes. Um, uh, we've got something. The, I, the boys and I have something very special planned for prison school, so look forward yes. to that. I it, plan on beating Sky Wizards Academy with a baseball bat. Me too. Good luck with that. It'll be interesting. Um, so anyway, uh, keep an eye out in the coming weeks for those episodes and much more from us. And until next time, bye guys. See you later. It's time for bed. But keep it manly. I'm a sad human being. <laughs> I like how you had the boss on that one. Okay. Can we stop recording now? Yes. <laughs>